Welcome to today's podcast. I'm your host, Kaselka. This is Yellow Sofa. Um, as you can see, it is the first podcast, and it's about if Instagram is ruining the photography community. So I think that's a bit, it's a broad uh, subject, but it hasn't been touched on enough, or I haven't really seen enough about that discussion. So I'll be going over more in depth about that. Um, but I do want to introduce myself as it is the first podcast. And if you don't know me, I am, um, I'm Kaselka. I'm a writer and photojournalist from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, at the moment I kind of specialize in black and white photography and I tend to incorporate shore realism, shore realism, I can't even speak, shore realism, uh, fine art, portraits, nature, and street photography. Um, I'm definitely heading more towards the freelance side of stuff and touching base and getting my foot in the door of the commercial side of photography within Melbourne. Um, So I think I'll introduce myself a little bit more just because it is first podcast, but I won't be doing it again. So don't worry about that. Um, I'm 19. I'm originally from uh, south coast of Australia, Illawarra or Wollongong. You might have heard it. You probably wouldn't have. It's an hour south of Sydney in Australia. Um, uh, I, I moved here about just over a month ago with my partner, um, Danica. We've been together just, I think, un- yeah, just under a year. Um, getting close to a year. Um, she's my best friend. Like, we, we're ridiculously close for two people that met, uh, <laughs> you know, not even a year ago. So it's a, it's a great relationship, um, but yeah, I'm I'm here in Melbourne. I'm touching base with photography and just trying to push myself all in on podcast and YouTube and photography. So I guess I guess that's a good enough introduction for now. I think you'll learn over time more about me and more about this podcast, Yellow Sofa. So hope you enjoyed today's first episode. Um, Let's get into it. Today's podcast is going to be about Instagram and how it is changing the future of photography. And I think this is an interesting one. Uh, Mostly because Instagram is definitely the biggest photo platform in the world. Um, Internationally, it is known and it is used by every, nearly every single photographer um, out there. I do know a lot of freelance photographers that don't associate with Instagram, and I didn't understand why, but I think, you know, I think this episode is going to uh, help me understand why. So I think I'll start by just talking about two different, um, two different types of photographers. So... Um, an Instagram photographer is, I guess they're a photographer that takes photos solely for their Instagram account or videos for, you know, just for their Instagram account. I find that videography, it's a bit different obviously because they post on YouTube or Vimeo or, um, and on Instagram. So we'll just stick with the photography for today. But I think, yeah, an Instagram photographer is definitely just a photographer that takes photos just for their Instagram account. Um... So this can be, like any photography, it can be 
of nature. It can be of animals, it could be of portraits, uh, street photography, black and white photography. Um, but the biggest one, as you all know, is travel photography because <laughs> social media is definitely the place to go when you want to um, find inspiration for your work and for your life. But what tends to happen, um, I think this is the big, the big debate with Facebook, um, Twitter not so much. Twitter's more of a, a news and media um, platform, but I think with Facebook and Instagram, you we all tend to eventually subconsciously um, submit ourselves to Facebook and how powerful it is. Um, you think about life without Facebook, you think of life without Instagram. Suddenly, it brings up a lot of questions of where will I find my motivation? Where will I find my inspiration? Where will I talk to my friends? And it's it's interesting because I know my a lot of my generation, um, a lot of my friends would definitely res resort back to sending letters and um, meeting up. But yeah, I think Instagram. You know, if I want to, if I want to message a friend, I just shoot him a text um i think this is what this is what makes instagram great is because i take a photo um that i like i post it to my instagram account and people in germany can see it people in japan people in australia with me can see it uh, people in tasmania see people in america and this is great this is um this is amazing but i feel like it delivers it takes the authentic yeah just the authenticity out of your photographs or your work your artwork um it just takes that kind of intriguement that google steals away from from us too you know you think of what's the weather going to be like today i'll just google it just go to my weather app it's it's convenient it's time and i think that's instagram is for me it's robbing my it's like this it's, it's what it is it's instant gratitude but um it just takes away from me as soon as I post a photo you know if I don't get 100 likes within two hours I'm suddenly like oh I guess that's a terrible photo but then again what like that happened with one of my photos and it's one of um it's Danica's my my partner, my girlfriend, it's her favourite photo I've ever taken, and it's interesting. Um, so, Instagram is it's a platform that makes sharing photos very accessible and easy. But um, I'll get into it more later. But I think it does take the the true meaning of photography away from those who take the photos and those who also see the photos. So. I uh, I'm gonna I I have I don't know probably ADHD or something like that, but I lose track quite easily. So I'll go back to what I was saying. Um, two types of photographers. So there's an Instagram photographer who is a photographer that takes photos solely for their Instagram account, and then there's a freelance photographer. Um, a freelance photographer is a photographer that specialises in particular types of photography or a range 
of photography and um, quite quite usually they get paid to do so. Um, for example, they usually own their own home studio or office studio and they do weddings, portrait photography, commercial photography and product photography. Now, I'm finding myself, now that I'm in Melbourne, I'm finding myself veering very strongly and quickly towards freelance photography. Um, um, there's many reasons for that, and I think there'll be another episode. The next episode is probably going to be about that. Um, but, yes, there's the two types of photographers, the Instagram photographer and the freelance photographer. Obviously, the freelance photographer has been around since the start of cameras, pretty much. Um, since the start of photography, a freelance photography has... <laughs> Photographer has um, existed, but it wasn't as typical back then, obviously, because if you were, um, if you dedicate enough of your time to master a camera back when they first came out, you definitely, you were specializing in one thing um, slowly at a time. So, but freelance photography has been around for um, quite a while, I think at least 20 years for now. Um, it's actually interesting how new photography is to the general public. Um, once again, different episode. Um, so I'm, I want to talk about if Instagram is having a negative impact on the photography community or is it having a positive impact? Now, obviously, there's two sides of every story. Um, but, you know, for me, photography is about capturing moments and creating memories either for myself or for others. And I think Instagram may exploit this by taking out the human connection that is involved in the process of physically sharing photos and printing them off and so forth. So it's a question I ask myself right now. Um, I, I do believe it's... If you can hear music playing... I'm so sorry, I think there's... Um, a cultural experience going in the apartment adjacent to me. Um, so, you know, Instagram offers the potential to share your photographs uh, with the world very easily, but it doesn't deliver that experience you get when you physically hold a print or photograph or have your friend show it to you or vice versa. So even magazines and photography books seem to offer me personally more of an emotional connection to the audience and the reader. Um, like right here, I've got uh, Stephen McCurry. He's a Nat Geo photographer. Um, he specializes in portraits. You would have seen his most famous photograph. I'm quite sure it was... Um, let me see. I'm quite sure it was in Iraq, I think it was. I'm not too sure. But it was in... I'm pretty sure it was in Iraq, and it's of a schoolgirl... Um, he approached her in class and she just has these magnificently magnificently <laughs> that's not a word um, magnificent green eyes that kind of just beam through the image with this beautiful red red uh, hood scarf um, yeah it's, it's a beautiful photo you would have seen of his but reading that is the book itself has no words it's just a photograph like just a photograph um, almost portfolio <laughs> book and has no words except the location of the photographs sometimes I don't even have the location so and that alone 
will stare at I will stare at an image that he's taken and placed in that book, and I'll just stare at it and just take it all in and evaluate it and really see it for the beauty that that he saw it for and that he intended to see. You know, to um, I think, can't think of the word to portray to his audience and. That doesn't happen with me for Instagram. I see a photo, I'm like, that's so cool. And suddenly, I've already scrolled past it, subconsciously. And that's because I zoom in a little bit and the detail's lost. The, you know, I can't see a little rabbit in the hills. Maybe there was supposed to be a rabbit. Or I can't see the, the guy skating down a massive mountain um, right at the back because, you know, the Instagram quality is really bad. Um, but that's not the only reason. It's because... <laughs> Um, I, well, I think it's due to the subconscious mindset that you have when you are scrolling through Instagram. You know, it's like this endless, infinite scroll that you do, and um, it's quite easily to move past photographs that you know that took someone, the photographer, um, hours to prep, or it took the photographer a second to capture in. You know, this street photography. Um, I think street photography is great when I see it on Instagram, but then again, it still needs to be in my hands for me to be like, wow, that is that is truly beautiful. Um, so I think this is happening less and less because of Instagram. But that's okay. I think the people... I think more of the... I don't want to say this because I don't want to offend anyone. I know a lot of professional, um, I, I, I'm not even sure if I can say professional photographer because they don't get paid to do it. It's a hobby. So I know, yeah, I'll, I'll say it like this. I know a lot of talented and skilled photographers that, or Instagram photographers, um, that just have beautiful photos, just countlessly. Like my, um, my, my very close friend, Lewis Raymond, I think his, his name is at Lewis Raymo. Um, his photographs are amazing. And he, he's a videographer and an editor. Um, he doesn't, I don't think he posts as much on YouTube anymore, but he does have a lot up there. But once again, he doesn't usually, that's not his main source of income, photography. It's, it's uh, video editing and videography. So that, that for him obviously opens up, like he loves taking photos and I love taking photos with him. But yeah, like I said, his main source of income is videography. So there's people like that that do it and they just post on Instagram. They, they just like posting because you know, they like sharing with the world. But even with him, sometimes I find that uh, we would both get lost in conversation about, you know, com- comparisons <laughs> with ourselves to other photographers in, you know, who's just traveled to Madagascar or, or in Sweden um, or in Canada or in Vietnam and suddenly it's like we're just we compare ourselves to these photographers that we saying oh no like their images are so different to ours they're so much better or vice versa and it's just yeah it's easy to get lost within um within Instagram and I think that's a sh- <laughs> it's a shame because I, I find judgment and negativity is a great thing that comes not a great thing, a great big deal that comes with Instagram. So, yeah, I think Instagram, the photography community uh, around Instagram, on average, I think it's full of judgments and assumptions and expectations and 
Um, instant gratitude is the instant gratitude. That's not that's not the right word. Um, instant satisfaction, instant pleasure. Um, it feels great when you get a like on your photo, even if it is a bot. It's like uh, a robot just like my photo, but ooh, that's one extra like. Now everyone can see I've got 22 likes or 202 likes instead of 200 likes. I don't know, but oops, sorry about that. Should be on silent. Um, I think it's just full of, I mean, for me, for some reason, I, I've come across a lot of negativity based around Instagram. Um, but if you, if you don't dive too deep within the conversation of Instagram with someone else, you tend to veer you tend to stay on the surface of Instagram, which is which is mostly positive. It's, but once you break that surface, it's kind of full of this confusion and disruption because it's interesting that we all post on a platform that we don't we we don't know who's monitoring on the other end. We don't know. It's just it, it's it's inter- interesting. It's a it's this platform that's up in the air, in our in our hands when we want it easily accessible and it takes that it takes that middle connection out of photography and out of sharing your work like for an artist i can't imagine (laughs) for me just a photographer um you know here i am doing a podcast about the negatives and positives in instagram but for for an artist uh to spend hours and weeks and months even a year on a photograph and posted Instagram and get seven likes it's it's not their fault it's not like they're a bad artist it's because the way Instagram works the calibrations the um the algorithm um the people they follow and vice versa so it's it's the, the things they like it's just this crazy absurd um complexity matrix app that you just don't have control of and I think Sorry, I got the hiccups. I think for my um, for my audience, it's very particular. My photography, it's very you like it, you don't. So, um, I mean, most people that I've met, they they like my photography, but there's also that odd odd amount. Not odd as in they're odd for not liking my photography, but the odd number amount of people that don't like my photography, and that's completely fine. They're more into the travel photography, which you do find on Instagram a lot. And that's what I really want to get into. Um, you know, how do you be successful on Instagram? I think this is a video, this is a video, this is a subject that has many, many videos online about it. Um, it it's a huge topic that people think um, they know how to how to do, but it's also... It requires more than one person. If you think you're going to take your... I mean, the rare... You know, <laughs> the rare specimen that does take the Instagram account into millions where they are making $100,000 a month. I just saw that this morning. Like, a video popped up on YouTube just like, how... I don't know, how Daphne made hundred k a month on Instagram. Like, oh my gosh, what a life. But obviously, that's a lot of... um you know, you're being an ambassador for Instagram, and that's how you make your success. You're either an ambassador or a model or um, or a travel photographer, an Instagram travel photographer, I like to say. 
because mostly travel photographers don't actually, you know, where they don't go into their local um, or their town's post office or gallery or library and go, here's my photography, you know, pay me this amount and I'll give you all of it. It's of your city. Um, so I think that's what we're missing, but it does open up a lot of opportunities for um, the photographers that do do that. But I, I, especially in Melbourne, I find that these photographers that do get their photos, you know, paid for um, of Melbourne from the council. I don't know who does it. I don't know who, where you go to do this. But if I was to go take a photo of, um, you know, Burke Street in Melbourne, and I went to, let's say it's the post office. I don't think it is, but let's say it is the post office. I went to the post office and exchanged the photo for a bit of money, a few hundred dollars or few dollar coins I'm not sure let's say I do do that that alone is an experience that's invaluable that's that's an experience you're going to remember do that multiple amount of times you'll start to learn what what they like and what they don't like but then I think the photographers that do 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 this at the moment are very it's a very interesting group of photographers it's it's HDR um it's not the travel photography that you find on Instagram now it's Instagram travel photographers started doing, you know, taking their work to um, their local post office. I'm going to keep saying post office, but I don't feel confident in that answer. But if travel photographers from Instagram do start doing this, that's going to... Sorry. Um, Lewis just sent me a photo that he found of me doing a terrible wave and a buck teeth smile. That's terrible. Um... Yeah, the photographers that do do this in the moment are really into the HDR side of stuff, which should have stopped as soon as it came out. But anyways, I think there's a lot of uh, dedication and complications of having a great Instagram, and uh, it's a completely different lifestyle to being a freelance photographer. And I think for me, and maybe for a lot of Instagram photographers, they're better off being a freelance photographer or doing it as a hobby. Um, and continue posting to Instagram, of course, because that's what that's what Instagram's for. It's for sharing your photos. But um, if you do want to connect with your audience more personally, um, I don't know. I think it's a very interesting subject because, like, I'm not taking any sides here. I think that you know, if I was uh, let's just say two years down the track and I've, I've been freelance photographer for two years from now forwards. Let's just hypothetically speak about that. So two years from now, I've um, got a big portfolio of commercial product or wedding photography behind me, portrait photography, whatever it is. Um, if I wanted to reach a bigger audience, um, definitely expose myself online. But I think... I expose myself on Instagram, but I think... Uh, I just... I think there's a lot that Instagram is taking away from the photography community and I'm not sure how to react about that and how to take it because sorry there's just a man um, picking toilet paper out of a garden why is there toilet paper in the garden and a woman behind the window is just watching him <laughs> this is really weird anyways um, so I think I don't know what I was. 
where was I? I think that... I, yeah, I think it's an interesting subject. Um, maybe I'm the only one that thinks this Instagram ruining photography community is an interesting subject, but it's also... It's an argument and a discussion that I'm willing to get deep into with, with someone else if they want to, um, you know, join join a, um, join the podcast uh, soon and just kind of jump on this discussion because I'd love to have a discussion with someone that's completely opposite about that and that is uh, successful through Instagram and find it extremely benefiting for their life. But I think for me, Instagram has brought me one very uh, stable friendship, life friendship that I do have with a photographer and videographer, uh, that's Lewis, and I think nearly everyone else I've met off Instagram, it has been uh, a great big downer. <laughs> it's been almost torture um, to acquaint them for, yeah, so... I don't know. There are there are a few connections I made off Instagram that have been great, but there's also a lot that haven't, and full of a lot of judgment and assumptions and expectations and negativity uh, towards other Instagram photographers. And I don't know. It's just it's something that ruined my thoughts about not about Instagram. I think the what Instagram has done for the uh, photography community is absolutely amazing. No other platform has done this. Flickr didn't even come close. Flickr is definitely a platform that works absolutely beautifully for photography. But I find that if you want to get that instant satisfaction um, and instant reaction from your audience, you go to Instagram. And if you want to display your photos to um, a variety of photographers you do go to Flickr um, but you won't be getting hundreds and thousands of likes on Flickr or comments it's very different it's a very uh, I think people admire your work more on Flickr I'm not I'm not sure because I do follow this um, amazing photographer Alan Alan Scala sorry if I just uh, tortured your name your last name there but I'm saying that as if he's going to listen that'd be cool though but Alan um, specializes in street photography and at the moment, I think for the last year or two, he's been um, doing a project called Metropolis, which is of London City, the city of London. Um, and it's all in black and white and it's, it's a beautiful project, beautiful photographs. Um, he really has this this unique eye for sure, realism and um, street photography and it's great to see. But on Flickr, he gets an average of, I think, like 30 likes. And on Instagram, he gets an average of, I don't know, 30,000 likes. It's crazy. So, um, it's definitely a bigger audience on Instagram for that kind of, if you're looking for a reaction. But um, for me, I've had the same Instagram account for <laughs> since since the day it came out. And I've just changed my username a few times. Um, but it hasn't... I'm not even... I reached a 1,000 followers and then they all got dropped off and they disappeared within like a week and I was like, oh, okay, bye. Don't know what I posted, but bye. Um, so it's it's, it's interesting for me. I think if I had a photography account that was full of bright colours, um, 
sun rays, warm colors, uh, bright blues, aquas, turquoise, some nice orange and yellow. I think my Instagram followers would be thriving off that, but I, that's not my style at the moment. I think winter brings me into a different type of photography, and um, with summer, I look back towards that kind of warm tone, but... Um, I don't know, it's, Instagram is... I'd, I would love to have this discussion with someone, um, with someone else as well on the podcast, so... I know if you are listening and you do want to come onto Yellow so far just for um, an episode or two, just, just to talk about this subject, I'd love to do that because I love to learn... I like to have more of a positive mindset towards Instagram than a negative mindset because at the moment I'm pretty, I don't know, I'm definitely more on the negative side of the fence of Instagram and what it's doing to the photography community because when I was in school, obviously school brings so much opportunity, but when I was in school, the photography community around me was, we were all really tight together, like we all loved um, taking photos together, exploring together, and then suddenly Instagram came out and it was like, we all distanced ourselves so quickly. And it wasn't, it wasn't, I don't think I was even part of the, the distancing, like the, the action of distancing myself from the other photographers within my classes, within my, um, grade and within my school or area. But, um, I don't know if they can listen to this and if they are, then, I guess that's something off my chest, and I guess that's something off their chest if they can re- relate. But there's, I think there was um, there's two main photographers, or three main photographers I like to talk about that um, do still post on Instagram regularly, and they're they're all great photographers. But um, we definitely were as high like a tighter group of photographers before Instagram came out. We started, I guess, we started comparing our photos together without talking about it. We just looked at our photos and I'm like oh he posted that of you know the the beach nearby I'm gonna go to the beach nearby <laughs> you know try and get a better photo and it just it just turned into a competition at the start Instagram was a massive competition for us but it went from competition to this bit of mindset and then suddenly if they posted two photos that were better than your last two photos it's like you're you're on a downer and I could see that in their work too if I posted photos that were a bit more visually pleasing than theirs um, they would be on a down and they stopped posting good photos. They stopped shooting. I was like, well, this is like, this is not what I want. <laughs> this is not, this is not photography community. And then suddenly all our friendships kind of distanced too. And it was like, then it started these weird rumors in the school, like just unrelated stuff just came into the, into this, um, into the scene. And I mean, I reached out to one of them, um, I think earlier this year and, um, he used to be a close friend in primary school and then in high school throughout yeah at the start of instagram coming out we all just distance ourselves um but one of them was ryan north photo i think that is ryan north photo i think the other one is jack jack parko and then there's also um i don't know what his instagram would be but it was callum porter photos maybe i have no idea but they've all had the same username since the start, which I wish I did. I was just like too up and down as always. But uh, yeah, those those three photographers, I consider them strongly as photographers. Um, I'm actually not sure if Callum Porter is still doing f- photography. I haven't seen his Instagram account for a while. 
But I know um, um, Jack is and Ryan is. Sorry, I just had to think about that. Because so long ago, so many, oh my God, it's like five, five years ago since I left school. No, four years ago since I left school. Um, but yeah, I think they still post photos and they're definitely like they've done the whole freelance kind of lifestyle. They've gone to a market, they open a market stall together, which I was so envious about. I was like, what about me? You two just, they open their own little market, Sunday market in a local town with their photography. And I was like, oh, I would have liked to be invited. And they both did an exhibition together. And I was like, oh, I would have liked to be invited. But sorry, I'm just pouring tea. But um, I don't know, maybe it's because they didn't like my photos or maybe it's because I was too standoffish, um, which I may appear to be sometimes in public just because I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. But anyways, um, I consider them photographers um, more than Instagram photographers, but they do do it as, I think they do it as a hobby, I'm not sure. You can never really tell if someone posts little photos but they are good quality like is it a hobby or you're a freelance photographer and you just you know you're, you're consumed in your freelance time to be um instead of posting photos on instagram which is completely understandable um so it's interesting i think i'm going to end this uh podcast i think it's getting a bit lengthy i think we're up to nearly 40 minutes um i'm just going to end it on the fact that there is um like everything there are two sides of a story um and I don't know, but for me at the moment, I think I'm going to distance myself from Instagram. Um, I don't know. I'm definitely going to use Instagram. I just don't know. I just don't know. Um, but I think I'm going to distance myself from Instagram a little bit and just kind of attempt to be more authentic with my work and where I source my motivation and inspiration from. You know, for example, um, like the magazines, the books, um, even going directly to someone's website, you actually discover their style. You know, like if you go to my website, straight away you understand my style, but if you go to my Instagram, it's like, eh, I don't get it. Totally fine. But you go to my website and portfolio, it's like, oh, I get it. So... Uh, I think I will resort to being more more authentic in the old school photography ways um, and just see how that goes because I've been using Instagram for like I said since it came out I can't can't even think how long ago that is <laughs> so I should definitely definitely just try to distance myself from it and reach out to other little knickknack holes around the city knickknack holes I don't want to talk about little um, holes for motivation around the city or like I mean I'm living in Melbourne it's a massive city there's so much potential to meet um, photographers so yeah I think I'll be doing that a bit more um, and trying to avoid Instagram a little bit uh, just till I know just till I have another discussion I think on the podcast about with someone else about Instagram and kind of justify uh, myself within um, within Instagram and associating with Instagram. Anyways, I'm going to end it there just because I'm, I think I am starting to babble. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I think I will. Yeah, I think I, I will distance myself from Instagram, but, um, I hope you did find a bit of, um, 
I hope you do take something away from this podcast because I am hoping to do a weekly podcast at least at least once a week, hoping about twice a week. Because um, I tried, I tried the vlogging thing, and I just don't like it. Not because I'd, I'm afraid to hold the camera up. Like I love doing that, and I'm happy to talk in front of the camera. I'm doing it right now. Um, I'm just going to take the audio away, but I don't like walking around with the camera in my face because I I really like to be in the moment and really evaluate everything around me and just take it all in for what it is. And I hate to kind of look at a camera and speak and, you know, narrate my day or talk about a subject in multiple locations. Oh, sorry, got hiccups again. Um, Yeah, so I think I'm going to stay away from the vlogs. Um, Definitely head towards doing more um, photography tutorials um, relating my style. So I'm just, I'm a bit cautious about doing that because I find, I think that my photography style is very unique, but maybe it's just because I don't know or have discovered anyone else's work that is similar besides my big inspirations out there. Um, So yeah, anyways, going to stay clear of the vlogs, steer clear of um, Instagram as a main source of motivation, inspiration, and portfolio work. Um, but I will be doing this podcast, so either um, contact me just directly, or I think you might be able to comment on, I don't know how podcasts work, but you might be able to comment on the actual podcast um, thread itself, and just leave a comment about maybe a future podcast idea, or what you thought of this podcast and um, what I can change um, and just the potential that you see uh, within the podcast itself and um, yeah if you ever, ever do want to uh, collaborate and come on Yellow Sofa um, and do a podcast it would it would be great and I, yeah I think it would be really good I think the, the future for this podcast is um, interviewing uh, other creators creators is a very broad term and I like that I don't want to label creators um, or categorize creators because I don't yeah that's not what I want so I think it's going to be about interviewing creators um, their their lifestyle their work style their mindset because I think mindset is a huge thing in life it's you can do anything you can be as rich as you <laughs> as you can be or you can be as poor as you can be but if you don't have a good mindset um none of that matters you won't remember any good from it so yep like i said it's going to be about interviewing other creators and touching bases on that kind of side of it um on a on a on a wide range of you know what you, what they incorporate in their life and how go how they go about their life but also i'll be doing a lot of um topics like this and i think um, I think Danica and I want to do a podcast together too. Um, I don't know if you follow Casey Neistat's podcast, but um, Casey and Candace do what they call a couples therapy. Um, I guess it's therapy for themselves, and it's nice to kind of listen to it, but I can't particularly relate directly to their podcast um, in a sense that their problems are the same as what Danica and I face so but I do think Danica and I will do a podcast together I don't know if it will be 
on Yellow Sofa or a different podcast within itself, just to kind of keep the audience part of because I understand that one audience that comes here for photography and videography and um, editing or um, artists or creators, blah, 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 I think that they wouldn't want to hear about Danica and I on the same podcast. I think they would want to have more of an option. So I think that's how it's going to be. But anyways, thank you for listening for the first podcast um, on Yellow Sofa. I hope you did enjoy and I hope you did get something out of it. Um, like I said, leave a comment. Um, definitely subscribe if you, I don't know, yeah, you can subscribe, yeah. Subscribe if you do enjoy it. Um, there will be another podcast coming out this week once I kind of sort out how to do this because I'm so, such a novice in it. I'm going to have to look all over YouTube and Google. <laughs> um, yeah, anyways, um, I'm your host, Castelka, and I'll definitely see you in the near future. Oh.